the bartender went to t- get him outside and he picked up our sandwich board and threw it at me and it like hit me in the shins, which sucked because it hurt really badly. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. You're 86 indeed. Kicking people out of your bar, whether it's permanently or just for the rest of the night, is not a fun activity and is often very challenging and even dangerous. My guest today is Joanna Liocci. She's worked in this industry since 2001 for the past 16 years at Vesuvio. It's one of the oldest bars in San Francisco. Even some famous personalities, including Gregory Corso and Van Morrison, were 86 from there. Joanna has had a lot of experience with this. Let's hear what she had to say. a lot of that kind of thing but um but the overall feeling of the neighborhood i think is still pretty similar as to as it was when i started working here so nice so after 16 years you've probably seen huh after after being here for 16 years you've probably seen a yeah yeah i've seen uh, a little bit (laughs) um so i wanted to i wanted to talk about uh 86ing people Mm -hmm. which is uh it's the title of the show, and I'm very yeah, excited yeah. to finally do an episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good the topic. Title of the show, um, and I figured you'd be a great person to talk to because yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've had to do that a number I, of times. I have, I have. Unfortunately, I have. But. Yeah, I never. Uh, I'm sure you've done it way more than me, but I never feel good. No, you don't want to do it. Like yeah. it's not a thing. The thing about the the '86, I think, which is like so funny, is that like. It's like the like winning car, like the winning hand, you know, like you don't do it like you can't do it often or else it kind of like loses its clout a little Mm -hmm. bit. So I've I think in the 16 years that I've worked here, I think I've only actually 86 three people. I was trying to think about it um, before. Um, And like you have to do something really bad to be 86, in my opinion. That's Mm -hmm. like the ultimate like you're done. Like yeah. It's just over after that. So um, I've definitely kicked a ton of people out of the bar, mm-hmm. but the 86 is like the real, like you cannot come back. So right. it doesn't, right. it's like, you really gotta, you gotta watch where you throw the 86, I think. So I guess what, what are some examples of behavior that just gets you kicked out? I mean, I would say people get kicked out because they've had too much to drink um, I've kicked people out. Like I kind of have interesting, like I, I'm a little more lax than I think a lot of people, like even to get kicked out, you kind of have to like, I'll give you a couple warnings and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like I manage, I'm one of the managers of the bar and like, I've had people complain about like a cocktail server or another bartender or something like that. And as soon as like, they'll say, like, well, she was just, like, a fucking bitch. And as soon as anyone says that, I'm like, okay, well, like, your argument is completely out the door now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you don't need to, like, refer to people, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but generally, it's like, you've had too much to drink, or I know you're not going to pay. Like, there's, there's, you mm-hmm. just kind of get a sense of, like, you kind of know what's going to happen, like, when certain people um, come in and... I've had people give me credit cards that aren't theirs. I've had people give me credit cards that are expired and then like Mm. try to run a big tab and then walk out. I mean, just, you know, you just kind of have to watch it. It's like babysitting, essentially. I mean, alcohol does turn us adults into children. It really, Um, really does. (laughs) So 
when someone's misbehaving or, or kind of like ramping up or they're having mm. more to drinks, what uh, I imagine you're looking, obviously you're looking out for signs mm. of, of bad behavior. Yeah. What is your process for, like, do you warn people? Do you? Um, I usually do the warning. I, um, I like oddly enough used to teach um, fifth grade as part of like my undergrad. And then mm -hmm. I also work with people with Alzheimer's. So I kind of have <laughs> this. It's very weird. I know. Um, but I kind of have this thing where I get into like real like fifth grade teacher mode where I'm just mm. like, are you like, is everything good? Are you OK? Like what's going on? And I just sort of am like very straight to the point. Um, and I usually try to give people a warning, but it's a general like are you okay? Is everything fine here? Like that kind of thing where I try to keep it as like topical as possible mm. and like not about anything aside from the fact that the person seems like something is mm. off or wrong. So you're not threatening them either. You're not no, like, no, if no. you do I, this one more time. No, or, no, 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 no. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I ha like that happens. Like, um, I think, you know, you'll have like big groups of people that come in here and they'll be really really loud and like that kind of thing to the point that like other people are leaving the bar mm. and that kind of thing i'll be like you guys like you need to be respectful of the other people in here this isn't you're not the only party in the bar right now like mm -hmm. you know um that kind of thing and that's sort of a warning situation but generally speaking it's not i'm always very i try to be not threatening about it because i feel like as soon as you get like aggressive or even I guess like quote unquote personal about it, it just escalates and there's no, there's no, you know, there's no point. It's just going to go downhill. Yeah. So, and you kind of know it's going to go downhill anyway. So mm. you just are sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. So at what point would you say, or maybe give some examples of when uh, you've warned someone, you've checked in with them and then they've crossed a line and they have to be kicked out. Um, a big one that happens, especially like bartending, like being behind the bar, um, like people falling asleep at the bar, mm. that happens. And it's usually a thing where like I'll go over and they're clearly not awake and I'll say like, hey, are you OK? And then if that happens more than once, basically, I just like take their drink and I'm like, you got to go. Like mm. you can't, you know, and I take their drink while they're still sleeping. So there's no <laughs> argument about it. I don't want them to know that I've taken it away from them. Something but, happened. I swear. Yeah, I don't. It, well, it's just it kind of like eliminates any. Mm. The whole thing is when you're kicking someone out, you want the whole process to go as quickly as possible. Um, A, because it distracts you from everyone else who's in the bar. Mm. And this is generally a pretty busy bar. Um, but B, you just, you know, it's not the the bottom line is that you have to go so there's no point in making it into some big conversation like mm -hmm. that you know it's just you have to leave so mm. um when people try to try to have like the big topic about it and that's actually a lot of people i know who bartend that is kind of what can unfortunately lead to the 86 is when you ask someone to leave you're polite about it you're direct about it and when they won't leave and won't leave and won't leave then it's like okay that's that's often the one threat is like, you know, mm -hmm. if you you can leave now and you can come back tomorrow, like you, I think you're just having a bad day, like that kind of thing. But if it's like you refuse to leave, then you can't come back at all. So yeah. it's kind of like the gateway to the 86. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> can you give some examples of that conversation? Because I think this is a hard thing. Like kicking someone out is one of the yeah. harder things that we have to do. Can you maybe uh, give an example of how it went smoothly how you were able to like 
kind of efficiently kick someone out. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that... I know it's different every time. Yeah, it is different every time, but the thing is that if the if the person who you are asking to leave is responsive and, like, respectful, it actually is not this big thing. Like, mm-hmm. because it really isn't personal, and it's not like... You know, it's not like I'm saying like you're a fucking asshole. Like it's just like no, you just like you just can't be in here anymore right now. Mm-hmm. You can come back tomorrow. You can come back another day. Like, but you know, I think I think you're good for today. Um, and I would say like half the time people are pretty good about it. Like, oh, okay, like I I'm sorry, and it's like no, it's fine. Like you don't need to be sorry. It's not a big deal. Don't right. be embarrassed. Like whatever. It's not. It's it's fine. It happens. Um, but the other side of the coin is people get really I think people get really embarrassed um and I never like my goal is never to embarrass someone like mm-hmm. I just think that that's kind of mean and I know I know a lot of people and I've worked with a lot of people through the years who have bartended and they when they kick someone out they kind of want to make like a spectacle of it mm-hmm. and I just don't I think that's just not nice I think it's like you know it's counterproductive yeah and it's just it's kind of, to me it's just mean like it's like you know this person like whatever you don't know what's going on with them but clearly they they can't be here anymore but you don't need to like degrade them or make them feel like shit about the fact that they have to leave so um but so I always try to be like kind of quiet and like private and respectful and just mm. be like, you know, I think it's not your day. Like, you know, we'll see you. We'll see you another time. Um, however, I think the other side of that is that when people do get um, embarrassed and they're drunk, they have a tendency to get kind of aggressive. Yeah. And. When that is the situation, I would say nine times out of ten, it's like when people start saying like, well, you're a fucking bitch, like, you know, just start like throwing all the insults. And it's and with me again, it's like, okay, like that's fine. You can absolutely think I'm a bitch and I don't really care. I don't know who you are. And the, the bottom line is you can't be in here anymore. So it's still just like. We can argue about this for 20 minutes, but you're still going to leave. And a, a lot of it, a lot of uh, the one of my favorites, too, is that people are always like, call the police. And I'm like, OK, like, I'll call the police. I mean, whatever. Is that really what you want? Yeah. Do you really want me to call the police? Because you look like you've had about 7000 shots of Jägermeister right now. So do you want to get arrested or do you just want to go like mm-hmm. this is, you know, so um, but you'd be surprised at at like the there's a lot of like do you know who I am like that kind of mm. thing and it's just like oh please like that's not but it sounds like keeping keeping it on topic like look this yeah. is this is not personal this no. is not about you and me this no, is about no, no. this thing that's happening yeah. or this thing that happened yeah and the result of that is yeah is um, that you now need to go now need to go and you know and the thing is like that's what I think is such like a funny topic about this show is like the eighty six situation is like so good because it really is like the last straw Mm -hmm. and like you in my opinion like you really have to fuck up to be 86 like it has to be like really really bad um what are some examples of like when they cross the line of being kicked out for tonight or being permanently 86 like what's something that so my one of my favorite which is not my favorite because it's awful but one of my i guess quote unquote favorite 86 stories was um this was probably like I guess like 10 years ago I was working Mm. on Christmas and my family came in and they were sitting at the back table and my grandmother was with um with my parents 
And my grandma, I think at the time, she lived to be like 99, but I think at the time she was 93, maybe? Like, she was in her 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, my mom was sitting next to her at a table, and this guy came in and sat down next to my grandma. And it was really busy. I was the only person working. And then I kind of, like, like I think as a bartender and someone who, like, has grown up, like, I moved here when I was 17, and someone who's kind of grown up in cities, you just sort of have, like, a street smarts about everything. So you just have a sense of, like, the room. Um, but this guy basically, like, put his arm around my grandma and started, like, touching her chest. And I, wow. yeah, and I saw that I looked over and I saw my mom and my mom just looked like horrified. And I think not like she didn't know what to do, but she I think was just so shocked. Um, and I saw this happen and I like dropped, obviously dropped everything I was doing and went over to the table and like lost my mind on this. And <laughs> like I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like. What? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, stop touching her. And he was like, I'm not touching her. She's my friend. And I was like, she's my like 94 year old grandmother. Get the fuck away from her. And um, he kind of, I think, was caught off guard and was was very like weird about it, but wouldn't get up and get away from her. And at that point, I just completely lost my mind and was like, if you don't get the fuck away from her right now, I will, like, break a pint glass and fucking cut your face with it. Like, get (laughs) away from her. That is my fucking grandmother. Don't touch her. Um, And eventually the guy left. It was just really, really weird. It was really, really inappropriate. And I and that was like, I was like, you can never come back here. Like, that was like, you're done. Um, and the guy tried to come back like years later and I was on the opposite side of the bar. And again, it was one of those things where I just like looked at the door when he was walking in and I like walked over and was like, you can't come. I actually, I think I yelled to another person like that guy's not allowed in here. And he was trying to argue about it. And, um, I think the bartender said like, you know, she said, you're not allowed in here. You can't be in here. And he wanted to talk to me about it. And I went up and I was like, I know exactly who you are. And the threat still holds true. Holds true. Like, if you don't get out, like, you need to fucking go. Like, mm. now. And then he just looked, like, freaked out and left. But <laughs> um, but it's that kind of, I mean, it's stuff like, I think my big, my big things are when you touch other people, when you try to fight with people, like, when you yeah. get physical to me, that's like the real red flag of like it just kind of crosses a line of things becoming actually dangerous in a way that to me, that's like mm-hmm. when you have to go. And I think if you I think if you're the kind of person that gets drunk and gets very combative or very physical or very, you know, threatening in that way then you just shouldn't be here. Like, it's just not, it's not a good combination. And like, this isn't, this isn't the place for you. Like, Mm. we don't need, I don't want to be worried about anyone's safety ever. Mm. So, When a situation is becoming dangerous like that, or when someone, or even when someone's just becoming uncomfortable, what it, what are some things that you do to kind of keep people safe and keep yourself and your coworkers and your customers safe? I, I mean, I definitely, um, I kind of try to just talk. I try to talk to people. I generally, though, try to get them outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's I'm a big fan of the like, let's just go outside and talk about this for a minute, because once you get someone outside, it just 
helps the situation like tenfold because the other people aren't around. You're talking to someone one on one. Again, it's like no one's really imba- like you. I don't know. You can be embarrassed in front of me, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably f- maybe seem or feel less like they need to show off or. Yeah, I think it's when it's just like one on one too. People have a tendency to be more responsive, mm-hmm. and I think once you're kind of out of like the crowded situation, people have a tendency to kind of listen to you more. Um, but it really is like talking to like, I mean, I have like four godchildren and it's like talking mm. to them when they're having a tantrum of like, <laughs> it really is like the same. It feels like the exact same thing. Like it's this series of like sort of bartering and like bribery. And there's definitely, I think a little bit of like manipulation <laughs> that is yeah. involved, but it's very much like trying to get you kind of want to get on the person's side in order to get them to do what you want. Because mm. um, I think, you know, people are drunk. Like, they don't, you know. Right, they're not in a rational they're state not, of mind. They're not getting... acting like, and I think that's the thing, too, that is important to point out to people of, like, look, I think you've just had too much to drink. I don't think that this is, like, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't mm. think that this has any, you know, I just think that, like, it's time for you to go. Yeah, again, so. focusing on the fact of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, you know, it's not personal. It actually could not be less personal. It's just, it's just what happens. So. So are there times when, when you're talking to someone like that and it's like, are you warning someone and it's getting close to maybe like they're going to have to go and, and they are responsive and they, and they kind of turn it around and then everything's okay. And I find that like nine times out of 10, if you think you're going to have to ask someone to leave, you're probably going to have to ask them to leave. Mm. Um, although I have had situations where like, like I think like the falling asleep kind of thing. Like I had a guy who was in here really recently and I guess he had just flown in from like Japan or something and he was waiting to check into his hotel oh, up I the see. street and he, fell asleep, and he was jet lagged. He was just exhausted and it was like, and he didn't seem drunk, but he kept falling asleep and technically it's like not legal to have people sleeping right. obviously at your right, bar. Right. Um, so I had to wake him up twice and then I basically, but very nicely was just like, you know, you can't like, you can't be asleep in here. Like I'll get in trouble. Um, and that's another thing. It's like, I think if you put it on yourself or the bar and you're like, look, I'm going to get in mm. trouble for this. Like this isn't, but this is the bottom line is you can't be asleep. Um, and he hadn't told me that he had just flown in, but he fell asleep twice. And then he then told me, and he was like, you know, I've been up for X amount of hours. I'm just waiting to check into my hotel. I can't check in until four. And it was like two thirty. Uh. Um, and I was like, I don't know, like, you just can't be asleep in here. Like, you might have to get up and walk around. And he was like, can I just have some coffee? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I, like, gave it. That's always the thing, too, is, like, I'll give you a coffee. Like, you know, yeah. if I can help you, and I'll give you a water. I'll give you a coffee. I'll give you whatever, you know. Yeah, that, um, that kind of stuff, It's. I feel like uh, it hurts your bottom line more to, like, not just give those things away. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, at that point, there's, it really, when, when that is, like, on the table, as far as, like, someone's going to have to go, you really just sort of, at least I really just sort of like pull out all the stops and I'm mm. like, how am I going to make this easy for everyone involved? Yeah. Like this doesn't need to be a scene. It doesn't need to be dramatic. I don't want anyone yelling at me. I don't want anyone like getting in my face. Like, you know, um, I don't think anyone at the end of the day feels good about that. And no. you just, you know, you want it to go as smoothly as possible. But that guy, I gave him a coffee and he hung out. He like 
woke up, he was fine. I mean, but he wasn't that that situation. He wasn't drunk. He was just right. really <laughs> tired, which is fair. You totally, know? it happens. Uh, totally understandable. So what? A, uh, you already mentioned it um, about the guy that came back years later. Yeah. But I feel like, it, it, at least for me, is like. I've kicked people out for various things. Mm-hmm. I feel like they always come back. Oh, yeah. No, they do. Well, so what I'm, do you do then? If they come back that day, it's just like the second they even cross like the door. For, I'm like, nope. Like, no, we're not doing it. And I, I'm, I always say, all of my coworkers always laugh at me because I always say, we're not doing this. Or like, I'm not doing this today. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I get very like, no. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. You just shut it down. Um, I just am like, no. This is not, I'm not having this conversation with you again. We've already talked about this. Um, yeah, just like this is, you know, no, it's it's not happening. And then when people try to explain themselves and they try to have, you know, well, I went and I ate and now I feel better. And it's like, you can mm-hmm. come back tomorrow, but you cannot come back today. That is not happening. And even after I leave, I'm going to tell the person who's taking over for me, like, that you can't be here today. Like, mm-hmm. just come back another day. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. And, but you'd be sure, I mean, I'm sure you know too. It's like people just get so mad when you tell them that they can't do something to the point of like, it's like almost kind of hilarious. With anything, even if you run out of something. Yeah. And they're just like, what do you mean I can't have that? What do you mean I don't have, yeah, I know. It's (laughs) very. Um, So, so you mentioned um, notifying your coworkers. Yeah. Um, What, um, what's, what's the conversation like? I mean, sometimes it's very obvious and and they see everything, but I want to talk about how you work as a team when you're kicking someone out or 86ing someone and, and what kind of support you want or, um, or need. We actually here have just, I think it's just lucky. It just happens this way. And it actually has been this way at a lot of bars that I've worked at. Um, I think it's just like an inherent sort of camaraderie with things. But if I see that one of my coworkers is having an issue with someone, I will, like, excuse myself from... And I don't even need to know what happened. Like, I'm not going to, like, take the time to catch up. Because the whole <laughs> thing is just get them out. Like, if they're, you know... Um, I trust everyone I work with enough to know that if they're asking someone to leave, it's for a valid reason. Because it really doesn't happen that often. You know, it's just not... It, I know, like I said, I've worked with people in the past who were very, like, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. And it's like, okay, like, that's a little, like, it's a little dramatic. Um, but... Generally, if I if I see something happening with one of my coworkers, I will excuse myself from whatever I'm doing and then just go over and just stand with them and just figure it out. And I t- I tend to just not get involved because I feel like um, you just want to like stand with them in case something happens. Be a if presence. someone get yeah, you just want to feel like backed up. Um, and I think the best thing though is unless you're the person kicking someone out, you just kind of keep your mouth shut. And then if it escalates and you need to get involved, get involved. But Mm -hmm. the more like hands in the pot, the more the the longer it's going to take, the more annoying it's going to be, the more combative the person is going to become. Um, But then also here, like I had a great thing the other day where I was bartending and we, you know, it's we're on Columbus and Broadway. So it's like a pretty crowded intersection. And a guy came in and I I'm assuming he was homeless. I'm not absolutely sure, but um, he came in and tried to come behind the bar, mm. and I was kind of on the other end of the bar. But of course, I saw it and I walked up and was like, "What are you know? What are you doing?" And he started arguing with me at the end of the bar, and I was basically kind of like 
and I never want to like touch people. Like you know, you don't want to. You yeah. don't. I never touch people. I'm also like five foot three, and it's like you could kick my ass. Like everyone <laughs> could probably beat the shit out of me. Let's be honest. Um, so I am very like non physical about everything, um, which actually sometimes works to my benefit because I've mm. had people like like shove me and stuff and i'm like you're like a six foot two man like is this, you, this what we're does doing? this make you is this what's happening right now because like yeah you could kick the shit out of me like we all know that and mm -hmm. that's fine but this isn't gonna get you anywhere like everyone is watching you um <laughs> however i was kicking this guy out and i was kind of just trying to get him again like out the door and i eventually got him out it didn't take that long he was just like crazy I got him out the door and then I turned around to come back into the bar and all of like my regulars were like standing up at the bar. like, oh, like wow. And it was like this total like sweet moment of everyone's just like, you know, like we knew you could handle it, but we just wanted like, you know, in case just something happened. And I was like, that's like so sweet. And thank you. Like, that's so nice. Um, and that's the thing, too, is like I work days and I, I generally don't have a doorman. Um, and people are always like, you know, isn't it like scary without having a doorman if you have to kick someone out? And it's like, generally, the chances of me being in here with like one crazy person and no one else in the bar is pretty slim. Um, and you know, it's the whole safety issue is also like, I don't know, I got a bunch of like bottles of booze behind me I could throw or something. <laughs> Worst case scenario. Yeah. I think I, I think I could figure it out, but luckily I have not had any like real crazy physical interactions with people because those are just mm. they get bad like there, there a woman in here i guess threw a chair like over the bar at someone a couple of years ago oh i was in gosh. here for that and like that kind of thing it's just like uh you, like no one wants to deal with that in any capacity so. yeah I, so obviously it's best to just try to avoid things yeah um, i i think the these potentially violent situations are are pretty important thing to think about yeah can you give me some other examples of of like calming a situation down you, we already talked about taking getting them outside yeah, yeah, yeah. um are there maybe in a situation where it's crowded or mm -hmm. it's like difficult to get someone outside is yeah there, is there some things you can do immediately or if um, um well here the big like kind of joke is that as soon as someone gets upstairs, you're like fucked because you can't <sighs> get them out. Um, and there was a guy who worked here for a long time named uh, Danny Brandon. And he, I guess this is like a great, I, this was before I worked here, but there was this guy who was 86. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, but he just like ran past the doorman and ran into the bar and Danny was bartending and the guy got upstairs and Danny was like, shit, like he's upstairs. There's no way I can get him out. So I guess he ran into the back. Danny chased after him and then he ran back out and Danny jumped over the balcony and landed on him and what? got him out of the bar. Oh my God. And that's like, no one will ever beat that story in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, when it is really crowded, I mean, you basically, I think the main thing is to just sort of, you want to make it, or I always want to make it as like one-on-one -on -one as possible and not, have it be some scene again because mm. I think just people get really combative when they feel like they're being told what to do and when you tell people what to do in front of like their peers they get particularly combative about it sometimes their peers or just other people can like you well know, yeah stir the pot well that's to the thing annoying. too I'm a real fan a real big fan of um like <laughs> it sounds it really is so funny because it really is like dealing with like children but 
um, of like placing the blame. Like I will have like a group of people and one person will just like they have to go like they're too drunk <coughs> or they, you know, something will happen. And I am very like, you know, sorry, but like your friend ruined it for you guys. Like it's time to go. Mm. And it's like, don't blame me, blame him or her. Like, it's not my fault, it's their fault. So, that sounds like a good tactic for a group. Actually, let's talk about kicking out a whole group of people. Um, that sucks. That's like, that's not fun at all. Uh, can you give an example of a time that you've done that? Um, yes. Um, let me think of sometimes. Well, there's also there's the there's the group days, I would say, that are like the days that are, you know, are going to be a shit show that are like mm. St. Patrick's Day or like SantaCon oh, or that right. kind of thing. And you inevitably know you're going to have to kick out probably several groups. Um, but getting an entire group out is generally pretty rough. And it doesn't I would say it doesn't happen as often as you think. It's usually there's one or two people in a group that make it so that that group can't stay. I also have a tendency to say things like, you guys can all stay, but these people need to leave. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of, again, like when you place the blame on someone, they get more mad at them as opposed to being mad at me, which I don't care if they're mad at me, but right. it just takes less time for them if they aren't mad at, you know. Um, so that's, that's, I think, a good... That's a good, like, angle when it comes to a large group of people because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, again, like, that person ruined it, sorry. Or this person can stay, but... Or this person has to leave, the rest of you can stay. And then nine times out of ten, they'll just all leave because, you know, yeah, I don't think people want their friends, like, going <laughs> off by themselves. Although I've had people go be ahead. like, you have to go. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, fair enough. Well, I'm having a great time. I'm yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They can go by themselves. That actually does happen every once in a while. But, <laughs> I mean, good for you. Boundaries, I guess. Yeah. So how do you... What are some ways that you take care of yourself when you when you have to deal with... I always feel terrible if I have to kick someone out. And I, like, yeah. I'm much better at it now, but earlier on in my career, I would, I would even be like physically shaking. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I definitely get the, the shake every once in a while. It's um, a lot of adrenaline and like... Well, because you know. I think a lot of it too is that it is in a sense like like a threatening situation and it kind of is it can be like scary and you just sort of have to pretend that you're not freaked out in order to keep the upper hand but then as soon as it's over it definitely is like you get you know um i had a guy in here this was like years ago, but this guy was huge and I, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and there was a group, of, it was a big group of people. It was like 20 or 30 people wow. that had clearly been up like all night and came here. This was, we opened at 8 a.m., but when we opened at 6 a.m., people used to come here and I work Saturday afternoon. So I would get here and it was like, oh, great. Like the shit show has commenced. <laughs> um, and... I mean, I've kicked people out for doing, like, coke off of tables, coke off the bar. Like, it's mm. just, like, people are, like, not in their right mind at that point. Yeah, because we're um, so close to the strip clubs here. Yeah. I mean, you can that, just party all night. You just, just keep going forever. It's so much of that. And then it's also, you know, I think that when people have, when people go to strip clubs all night, they kind of have this 
attitude that like the rules are out the window in mm-hmm. sort of a way. And it's like you're not I mean, not that rules should not be considered at a strip club. They should be considered everywhere. But I think they have it's this a different mindset. Yeah. Of like whatever, like free for all. And it's like, mm-hmm. actually, no, like this isn't a free for all. <laughs> and like, fuck you. Don't act like a maniac in here, please. Um, but this I had this big group of people and this guy was just like shit faced. Um, but he was with all of these other people and they were kind of acting okay. Like, you know, they weren't obviously my favorite, but they weren't really doing anything that was aside from annoying. They weren't doing anything like bad, I guess. Um, but he was just really drunk. So I, he kept trying to order, he was drinking Jameson and he kept trying to order, uh, shots of Jameson for me. And I had to tell him probably five times, like, I'm not serving you anymore. And I think that was kind of one of those warning situations where I was like, if you ask me for another drink, I'm going to ask you to leave. I'm not going to ask you to leave right now. I know that you're here with all your friends. If you want a coffee, if you want a water, if you Mm -hmm. want it, like if you want a soda, I will give you that, but I'm not serving you anymore. Like it's not going to happen. Um, and then he was trying to have his friends order drinks for him. And at one point, he one of his friends ordered something and it wasn't it was like one of those things where I was really like it was in like full babysitter mode where I was like if anyone orders a Jameson I'm not serving it kind of thing mm-hmm. um and one of his friends ordered something else and I looked over and he was drinking it and I just went up and took the drink out of his hand and was like now you have to go like we've had this conversation I told you you couldn't drink anymore now I have to ask you to leave and he basically got like in my like he and this guy was like massive like he was probably mm-hmm. like six eight i don't know again i'm like five yeah. three i'm like everyone's bigger than me i can't <laughs> i don't know the big guy though um and just like got down like right in my face and started just screaming in my face and was like you're a fucking bitch like i'm from this city fuck you blah 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 and just like screaming 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 at me and i had kind of the moment of like I can either be like real which I was scared obviously Mm -hmm. but it's like your adrenaline kind of like goes in and you're also like you're at work like you're doing your job it's not like our job is so weird it sucks sometimes um but it's like I'm I'm at work you know this is uh, unfortunately this is my responsibility to take care of this even though I really wish it wasn't um but he just was screaming 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 in my face saying all this stuff to me and then I kind of had like, you know, it's like the flip of the switch of like, I can either freak out and get scared or I can like go into fight mode. And that's what and I was just like, no, man, like, fuck you. Like, I'm trying to do my fucking job and it's 1:30 in the fucking afternoon and you're yelling in my fucking face like you're threatening me and like, blah, blah, blah. and I just like lost it. I was mm. like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, get the fuck out of here. And. The guy eventually, he was just, like, I think surprised that I, like, got back in his face. Like, I think I actually kind of, like, got closer to his face, too. Like, I just, but it's, like, the fight or flight. Like, you just kind of, and I think that when you have situations like that and you actually are, like, kind of scared, like, you just sort of get into this mode of, like, like, attack mode. And I know a lot of people who bartend and they will get, like, physical when that happens. And I just Mm. have never been, like, I'm just, I don't. I don't like any of that shit. Like, I just don't think yeah. it ever, it never ends well. Um, as soon as you kind of start like getting violent with people, but I will definitely like make you feel like shit 
um, real quickly and like get you out if that's what I have to do. And it's especially, again, like a thing of like safety. Like don't threaten my safety. I can't leave. I have to be here. I'm the only person here. I'm running the place. Like I, you know, I'm not going to walk out and like leave it to the wolves, which is I'm sure what people would prefer sometimes. But yeah. So after that situation, uh, or maybe later that day, yeah. even, um, how did you kind of come down from that? And- I have a tendency to do stuff like I'll like go for a walk or something. Like if I um, if I'm here by myself, which I am a lot, you kind of just like have to get it together. I mean, I've definitely had like the moments where I've like gone into the bathroom and started crying, and then mm. like got it together. And but it's really like get it together. Like you don't you don't have the luxury of really like losing your shit. You know, like you kind of have to just get over it really quickly um however i've definitely had situations where um when i'm with another person that's working like there was another thing that i'm thinking of all of these horrible stories now um this is great that's why we do this show yeah right it's like we need to talk about these things more (coughs) i was um waitressing so this was a long time ago and this guy was obviously drunk and came up from like the bathroom so he's kind of over in that area of the bar um, and he grabbed my face like with both of his hands and tried to kiss me and I like moved his hands obviously and then was just so and then he kind of like moved on and went and sat at the bar and I was so caught off guard that I just sort of stood there for a second and then as soon as I was like you know yeah. I realized what had happened I went up and like I think I like tapped him on the shoulder and was like, you know, like you can't fucking touch people in here. Like get the fuck out of here. And I just like lost it. Cause it was like, he grabbed my face. Yeah. Um, and I was working with my friend Jack who still works here. And he was like, Joanna go outside. And I was like, no, like this guy just grabbed my face. And like, blah, blah. And he's like, Joanna go outside. And I was like, no, like what the, why the fuck do I have to go outside? Like fuck this guy. Blah, blah. Um, and he was like, just go out, like go outside. And I was like, fine. So I went outside, they got him out. He went one way. I was obviously the other way. And then I came back in and I said to Jack, like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, like, completely lose my shit. But that guy just grabbed my face and it was, like, very upsetting. And he was like, no, the only reason I told you to go outside was he used to work at a bar on Haight Street. And a guy grabbed his face at the bar. And he's like, I thought I was going to kill him. Like, I was so upset that this guy. And he was like, I just wanted you to, like get out of here and I, and I was like okay yeah that was like the smart thing and this kind of goes back to the whole like backing up of your coworkers mm-hmm. and stuff like um i've had not n- i mean it's happened to me as well but i've had like coworkers, especially like we have waitresses here and people it's you know people have a tendency to really fuck with the waitresses more mm-hmm. so than the bartenders um which is just unfortunate a, there's no barrier yeah, that's it's like being thing. on a motorcycle yeah it's being in a sucks. car you can just get fucked yeah, with so much it easier, sucks more so bad like i mean i had like i waitressed here for a real i just just switched over to completely bartending but i waitressed here for 15 years um and like there's something about like there's no food here. Like it's just drinks, but there's a waitress or a waiter. Now we have a we have waiters as well. But um, and like I have a lot of tattoos, and people will have a tendency to just like grab my arm to like mm. look at. And it's like this stuff that's just like crossing a line that mm. um, can can feel very invasive and very like kind of threatening in ways. Um, but I've definitely had situations with with the with women who work here, especially. Um, where they've been like grabbed or like, you know, whatever. And as soon as that happens, 
Um, some people who work here are better at getting people out of the bar, but I think some people get really flustered very easily, which is fair because it, yeah. you know, how could you not? Um, but I've definitely had, had coworkers be like, this person just grabbed me. I need you to get them out of here. And it's like, all right, like I got it. Let me do it. And then it's like, you know, go, go walk around the block. Go, do you need, do you need a half an hour? Like I can cover you. Do you need, a, do you need time? And the majority of the time, I think people kind of bounce back pretty quickly, unfortunately, because they're kind of used to it, which is mm. awful, but true. Um, but there are definitely times, I think, especially when you're here with other people where it's like, go do what you have to do. Like, get, like recover from this as best you can. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it can get, it can get bad. Like, there, there was a time um, I was working with a guy who no longer works here, but he works here for a long time. And a guy, I forget what he did. I want to say he, like, came behind the bar and grabbed me like grabbed my arm or something. It was something very weird. Like it was just like out of nowhere. And um, the bartender went to t get him outside and he picked up our sandwich board and threw it at me and it like hit me in the shins, oh, no. which sucked because it hurt really badly. But they ended up getting in like a fight outside, like a physical fight, which again, I'm not a huge fan of, but that's just, I guess what happened. And the guy um, broke the bartender's nose Oh, no. And I was like, we were like behind the bar. Like it's like a Thursday night. It's he and I, it was really busy. And I'm like resetting his nose basically oh, and like no. putting ice on it. And it's like this thing that's almost like, you know, fucking war where you're like, okay, like I don't, you know, you just got to figure out how to solve everything as quickly as possible and move on because you can't, you know, there's not a lot of recovery time. You just kind of have to be like, okay, yeah. this is what happened. That was awful. I'll deal with it at, you know, 9.05 when I'm done with work. But mm. until then, I got to just not think about it. So, but it's definitely taxing. It's like yeah. definitely tiring. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, um, of course. Really good advice. Really great to hear your experience. Yeah, yeah. With all this. Yeah. And, uh, stay safe out there. Jeez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. It's not as bad as it sounds. That was Joanna Liochi. Kicking people out can be really challenging. But if you don't take it personally and don't make it personal, you'll have a much easier time. This happened, and because this happened, I need to invite you to leave. Be sure to check out your86.com for much, much more. Share us with your friends in the industry, and stay tuned for next time. Cheers. Cheers.